Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford, and today is the official relaunch. I guess we might call it a soft relaunch of trucking business and beyond. So this hour, we're going to maintain our time slot, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, five days a week, Monday through Friday. The show originally is going to be scheduled for an hour. It's going to be pure Q&A, free for all, any topic, anything goes. I will probably not do much of an open, if any open at all. If we have calls and questions, we'll go right to the calls. Um, so we'll, we're kind of getting away from the the problem of some people don't like my commentary. They just want to hear calls and questions. Some people do like my commentaries and opens. So we'll separate them. The beauty of our new network is you're going to be able to pick and choose what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. Uh, that's always been a struggle on the show. I've talked about it before. No matter how much feedback I get, it's still, you know, who do you listen to? 30% of the people don't want to hear this topic. 70% of the people don't want to hear this, but the other 30% really want to hear it. And, you know, with just a three-hour show every day, not really being able to separate that out as much as we wanted to. Uh, our new model and our new network will allow us to to really customize the content we create and allow you to pick and choose what you want to listen to and what you don't want to listen to. So I may occasionally do some opens. I may cover some topics and commentary, but for the most part, this show every day. And, and the other thing, it's scheduled for an hour. Um, the beauty of this format, we don't have to stick to a clock. Um, if I jump on and we have so many questions and things are going well, we we might stay. Yesterday on the Power Hour, I think we went well over an hour and a half. Uh, so it, it'll just be flexible, but we're going to stick with the starting time. So you always know when we're going to be live, and then we'll play it by ear. Uh, I do need to check here real quick. Um with Aaron and Lisa, just to make sure everything is sounding good. Um, okay, Lisa already responded. Thank you. Sounds like it, uh, Aaron, Lisa, do we also have good sound on the live stream itself? Okay, sounds like it. Wow. I got to tell you, I was scrambling again this morning. I worked on this stuff all day yesterday, but sometimes working on it makes it worse. Because uh, I was experimenting and trying things, and then I wasn't able to get back to my setup this morning, and I had a little moment of panic. But I think we got it. So uh, we are live. Calls are starting to come in. The phone lines are open. I do want to let you know, don't call into the phone number just to sit and listen. Uh, we're not doing that. I know we did that on one show last week. Uh, that is not going to work for us. So if you do call to sit and listen, we're going to end up dropping your call. The phone number is just like the live show used to be. You only call the phone number uh, to ask a question, to be on the air and ask a question, and you'll listen to the live stream. And the live stream is going to get better. Right now, we are just really kind of hacking together 
bits and pieces to get us on the air. We're back on the air a, a week, not bad, uh, and we've been testing shows all week. Um, but just know that we are building our entire infrastructure from the ground up, and our goal is to be very, very independent this time. We're choosing our technologies carefully. We're making sure there's a backup to each technology um, just so we're not canceled again by some sort of technology platform. Uh, we're, we're trying to learn from past experiences. So uh, we're staying away from any kind of big name platforms. We're really trying to use some independent software in the background and really doing a lot of our own custom programming this time. So. The one thing I can tell you is just understand that this situation is dynamic, it's fluid, things are going to change. We'll try to keep the changes and the confusion to a minimum, but we just know if we suffer through a little bit of short-term pain now testing different options, we can come up with the very best uh, option going forward for the long term. Make it easy, good quality, you know, all the feedback we've had over the years, can you improve this, can you improve that? Many times on Sirius, we weren't able to. We didn't control enough of the uh, the process. So now we can. We have total control. We do listen to feedback, and we will continue to try to make things better. So with that said, I don't have any kind of an open – oh, uh, just to go back to that topic. So a lot of people say, well, we want your commentary. We want – politics. We want to hear your opinion on current events. So that will be another show. Um, I'm not sure whether it's going to be scheduled right now or whether it will be just kind of an on-the-fly thing for me. I do have a show I want to bring back called The Pit, which is just pure politics in trucking. Uh, and that's going to be a wide open format. I will probably do commentary on there and we'll play around. Maybe we'll open it up for calls. One of the problems with it, the, the pit the last time I tried it was that I would start with my commentary. And then when we opened it up for calls, everybody agreed with me and it got kind of boring and repetitive with the calls. And I don't really know that I want to argue or debate a lot of politics, so it, it may just become kind of a commentary. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to play around with that. I may also do just a, a daily recording. I shouldn't say daily because I may not get to it every day. But, I, I, you know, I used to wake up, get all my show notes together, figure out what I wanted to open with. I will probably still continue doing that, and maybe I'll just, when I'm all done with my notes, maybe I'll just, uh, you know, do a recorded open, um, and you can subscribe to that as well. So that's uh, some of the thoughts we have right now. Um, I might as well give you the latest. All of this stuff is happening fast. Um, John and Joel, um, Joel Morrow and John Walco from Fuel Mileage Friday. Um, we decided to kind of expand that show. John and Joel are going to be able to do episodes on their own. Uh, I will continue to join them at times as well because it's one of my favorite segments. Um, it has a new name. It now will be Trucking Technology and Efficiency. And that's, uh, that's an awesome name, I think, because uh, 
We're going to cover a lot of stuff not just directly related to fuel mileage. That'll be the big focus. But all three of us really love technology and kind of speculating on on what's new. And so we kind of open up the idea of that show. And we will be launching that tomorrow, uh, first time. And, and then we'll see about schedules. All of that's still up in the air. But uh, we want to make sure we get right back into this. All right. Uh, phone lines are open. We have uh, a call or two. I'm going to get to them now, but certainly we have some room for questions, comments, or topics, anything at all. If you just want to jump in and talk, I'd love to hear it. Let's uh, let's do that right now. Let's go to Indiana. Jeff, are you with me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sounding good. Uh, oh, hey, let me uh, let me make sure I put this out because. Uh, Maybe people don't know this. Questions. Here's the phone number, 855-950-3835. That's the number to call in with a question. So if you're listening on the live stream and you want to jump in, uh, don't call that to listen. You're listening on the live stream. Stay there. But if you want to ask a question, make a comment, talk about whatever you want to talk about, dial us up at 855 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. All right, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, everything's sounding good. Um, the health question. I've I was I've been doing the keto down uh, about eighteen months now. I got down to about one forty five where I was happy. In the beginning of the year, I started the Wim Hof and the X three and it seems now I'm up to 150 and I haven't changed my eating habits and I know that the Wim Hof and the uh, X3 you know puts the stress on and you know I'm working my heart and you know all that stuff that I I haven't done since high school is that cause for the weight gain or is it just stress or is it just the thing that happens so there's several possibilities here, and it's probably a little bit of all of them. Um, do you happen to have the Garmin watch? No, I, I okay. was going to get that um, when you said that uh, when all this shit happened that uh, <laughs> yeah you were going you were going to put you were going to get your X3 stuff on there at the update in March or something. Yeah, I, we actually have a call with them today, so we should have an update on some of that stuff after today. Um, and the reason I, I mention that is because the the Garmin watch is really the only device that really helps us track that stress. So we would be able to kind of look and see, did this sure. cause your stress levels to go up? And if that's the case, then that could be a little bit of, of the weight gain. Remember this, though. The X3 bar is going to put on muscle. Muscle's heavy. It's more dense than fat. It's heavier than fat. So you can have somebody who weighs a lot more than you think they weigh if they're if they if they're really heavily muscled. They'll look trim, ripped, and you know they can be pretty heavy and solid. So that's a good thing. That's that's what we want. If we're going to gain weight, we want it to be muscle weight. So that's part of it. The other part of it, when you start becoming more active. The, the breathing increases metabolism. The X3 is more active. 
you can gain weight because you might be eating more. I mean, if you weren't measuring your food before, and I hope you weren't, um, you, no. you increase consumption without even realizing it. This is why we've said for a long time, exercise is good for a lot of things, but losing weight isn't one of them. Because you, you get this increased appetite, which is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it it's really makes it difficult to increase activity to lose weight because you have to kind of be hungry all the time. And we tell people don't do that. You know, if you're hungry, eat. Um, I, five pounds, no big deal. I think it might be a little bit of all three of those things. Um, and the other thing you could do, I've tested a couple of these, and these scales aren't completely accurate, but it's one of those things that it's at least a gauge, and we can kind of see how our body composition is changing. There's a lot of scales on the market now that can measure body fat and certain other things. Oh, okay. Again, they're not super well, I have... accurate, but it, it I can see a pattern in mine that I am gaining muscle weight and my body fat is staying consistent. I have noticed, I mean, I, I'm wearing kind of, I'm wearing the same clothes I was before I lost the weight and everything is looser. My watch slips down my arm and it, and it seems that it, it, to me, not knowing much about this counterintuitive that I've gained the weight, but I'm thinner, but I guess that, with the X3, I'm just getting in shape. That's actually a really good sign, and normally, so how long have you been using the X3 bar? Uh, let's see, where are we? Just uh, finished two months, so beginning of January, it came in from you when you first got it with the uh, infrared blanket. Okay. So first and, week of January. And now the hard question, how strict have you been? Uh, every, I do, I do push-pull rest, push-pull Saturday, Sunday, rest. I haven't gotten into the five-week where it was six times. I, okay. I, I no, that, felt on that ex, that extra day I was just tired and I wanted the rest. Yeah. No, that's perfect. So here's the thing. You're seeing exactly what we want to see. Your weight went up, but your body measurements went down. Clothes feel loose. You noticed it in your watch. That is, and that's the explanation. Muscle okay. is much more dense and heavy than fat. So you end up getting thinner but heavier, which is an awesome thing. And I can tell you this, <laughs> under the old way I used to train people when I had the gym, you know, I've been doing resistance training for a long, long time. I would never expect a measurable difference in this short of period of time. We just never saw it. And with this X3 bar, I'm actually blown away by how fast people are getting results. Okay. Yeah, I've moved up to the <clears throat> third band on the chest press and triceps. You know, I started, Excellent. I didn't know. I started with the white band on everything and then increased. The only white band I'm using is that damn overhead press. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, I know. Yeah, Me too. But I've... Uh, Right, and the curls. Uh, yeah, still, sometimes the only I do one it on I'm curls. using the white one for. Yeah, sometimes I can go up to the second band and still get a good curl workout. But on my overhead press, I'm still on the, the lowest, the white band. Uh, and it still hurts like hell. I mean, when I get to 15, yeah. my shoulders are just screaming and I'm in pain. And 
it's incredible. So here's another thing that I've found that's been working really well for me. I, I don't necessarily schedule it, but I, I kind of keep it in the back of my mind. And normally what I'll do, you know, some of those days when you don't really feel like working out, you don't have quite the energy or the motivation and you think, oh, maybe I'll just skip it. And, and But you kind of force yourself to do it. When I have a day yeah. like that, I actually go back to the white band for everything. And I just focus hmm, okay. on really slow, really strict movement and trying to really feel the muscle that I'm working to make sure that I'm really isolating that muscle. And since I don't have a lot okay. of energy and you know I don't really feel like doing it, it seems easier. And I think it's really good to kind of, you know, really get your form down tight. Okay, that's yeah. But no, every morning I get up, I do the breathing, and then I do my push-ups, which I've never done since graduating high school. I think I've done three push-ups, and I'm doing 60 a day while holding my breath. So, wow. To me, that that yeah, to me that's pretty damn good. While I'm yeah, it is. That's impressive. That. Uh, I'm exhausted, and then I catch my breath, and then I do the X3, and then I get in the shower, cold shower, and then uh, then go plank for three minutes. Three minutes and 10, 15 seconds I'm up to. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so never, like I said, having not worked out since graduating high school, which will be 40 years come June, so um, thanks again for at least showing me this and getting me this and me making that that plunge into doing so because I never wanted to go to the gym because you had to drive and you had to go and I didn't know how to use the thing. So I just never did. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, the other thing for me, I was just stuck in that mode of, my God, if you don't work out for at least an hour, why bother? And, and now I'm just, I, I'm still amazed at the results I'm getting from 10 minutes and I am not nearly as committed or strict as you are. I, I'm lucky if I'm really averaging two workouts a week these days, and I got to fight to get that. I can't wait till I can get back to, you know, five or maybe even six days sometimes with this because it, it doesn't take much time. It's easy. Uh, so I, I and I brought it with me. I've got it here on the road, but I haven't done a workout yet since I've been on the road. So now I'm a week yeah. behind completely. Um, but I'll get back into it, and the good news is the results come quick. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm real happy with it, never being a, a, a weightlifter or worker out or muscle or anything. I, I am noticing, you know, and it does it does burn, so I know that I, yeah, that's right. when I'm done, my legs my legs are shaking and my, my biceps are shaking, and, you know, when, when I get to that point, I can't do it anymore. It's like... Okay. Yeah, I got I got that I got that quad burn that from the squats that I I did what I had to do or what I was supposed to do and and it it's working. Excellent. So, yeah, you know, to go back to your original question, the weight gain is exactly what we hope to see. Okay. Cuz I was getting frustrated. I said, maybe I should, you know, I told me if I wouldn't have done all this stuff to improve it, but it's just a number, but I'm feeling fantastic. And the clothes fit better, and it just looks better, even though it's five more pounds. No, that's exactly right. So throw away the scale and use your mirror instead. 
Yeah, it, it's just that mental. If it was 149.9, I'd be okay. It's at 150.0 that that has my my mental thing that I wanted to stay under. You, you know, you, you, the, I mean, the numbers are I can relate to them because they're almost identical. The first time I went on keto, I actually bottomed out at 139, and I, I looked I looked emaciated. I started at 185 <laughs> and bottomed out at 139, and I looked emaciated. I was wearing 29 jeans, and uh, none of my clothes fit anymore. They were all baggy, and I thought, I really don't like it here. Uh, so I just kind of adjusted my eating a little bit, upped my carb count, um, and and I kind of came back to 150, settled in there for a long time. The last long road trip I did, um, I ended up gaining another 10 pounds, went all the way back up to 160, and that was bad. I did not like that at all. Uh, and then when I got back and really refocused, my my weight stays right around that 150 mark, except as I start to work out and get more committed to it, it will start to climb. But that's, again, that's what we want. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just going to have to realize that that number was 145 was what it was, and 150 is now my new mark because I've, there you go. You know, to- I've toned up. So, again, thank you for everything, being a, a, at least a 400 carb a day person without ever thinking about it and joint pain where I, you know, could barely get up and move just listening to you and taking your advice and getting my dead ass off the couch and doing something about it. I just feel so damn good that excellent. everybody, excellent. everybody listening, just like, just do it. Just, just take do the it. damn cold shower and, and quit eating the garbage. Excellent. Love it. Jeff, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, we're going to move on. If you want to jump in and join us, we do have uh, some open phone lines. The number to join us, 855-950-3835. That is for call-in questions only. We're going to get to the calls. Let's talk to uh, Paul in South Carolina. Paul, welcome. Howdy. What's on your mind today? What number do you – oh, lots of things now. So what number do you dial if you only want to listen? There is no number to listen anymore. You got to listen on the live stream. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll have to become a tribe member so I know this stuff. So that's right. I just thought, yeah. yeah hey, do. hey, so Paul. How do, I, how do I become a tribe member? Well, I, I was just going to say you are absolutely a tribe member. You just haven't made it official yet. That's right. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. I that's made right. For that yet. That's right. You're a, you're a rogue tribe member. Yeah. Um. I'll be after listening to that guy. Like, I've always been fairly small. I'm a little bit bigger than you, but not a lot. I'm 57 years old. I've been in this country for 22 years, and I still wear shirts. And I've been trucking since I was 18. I still wear shirts that I bought with me 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's They're really awkward. good quality. I was just going to say, what kind of laundry detergent do you use? That's pretty amazing that they're still around. Yeah, well, uh, they were, a lot of the shirts, they they came from Bangladesh. Well, I guess those people know how to 
been cotton or fabric or something. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. So, but well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we can still hey uh, so listening or talking. Paul, to you, tell so. me this. Yep. Growing up, because you're you're basically my age, um, pretty close. Yep. Growing up, now that you kind of see what our diet is here, what was your diet like growing up there? Do you think it was quite a bit better than what we had here? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I thought so. Um, yeah. It was meat, meat and vegetables. There was <laughs> there wasn't a meal that we that we sat down to. There was there was always meat, whether it was a roast lamb or a hamburger or um, steak occasionally, not a whole lot, but you'd sit down and on your plate would be meat, potatoes, beans, carrots, cabbage. Real food. We didn't do a lot of... Yeah, but... Yeah, just food. But... Because my parents, the first time they came over here, they, my mother, she says, "How come they only get two? Ve- you get two vegetables." I said, "That's how they do it over here." And my father was annoyed. He said, "Oh, I suppose it's the choice between corn and bloody broccoli." <laughs> That's what he'd say. Because <laughs> he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't like corn and he didn't like broccoli. So, right. Um, I remember going to a restaurant with him one night, and he he said, "Oh, he was, he wanted a it was a steak restaurant." And uh, he said, I'd have steak. And the waitress said, oh, what side do you want? And he says, oh, give me mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. Well, you get two sides. Uh, what else you got? Oh, I got corn and broccoli and and he says, oh, and French fries and mashed potatoes. And he says, well, bring me French fries. Oh, so you don't want the mashed potato? Yeah, bring me French fries and mashed potatoes <laughs> with the steak. And she's like, what? He said, French fries, mashed potato, and the steak. And I said, make sure. he liked his meat well done. Like, if it wasn't burnt, it wasn't cooked, as far as he was concerned. Yikes. So, um, but my mother, she said, oh, I imagine what your cholesterol's like. Well, I guess it was pretty good because he lived yeah. to be 85 and a half. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think I have an advantage over a lot of Americans, even though I, I grew up during that same time frame because – my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and, you know, she didn't cook anything fancy, but everything was from scratch. We didn't eat a lot of processed food. So meals for me is kind of the same thing. There was always meat. I mean, we never had a meal that didn't have meat. Usually it was – that was the, yeah. you know, the, the biggest part of the meal. Um, and then, you know, there there would be things like pasta and rice and potatoes, but not a lot of bread and – you know, it so it really was kind of meat and vegetables, and and usually there was a starch, but that was kind of yep. how we ate every meal. You know, it, it it we just didn't have a lot of processed food in the house, and I think that was, you know, one of the things that helped me. That even though I was unhealthy, I I wasn't as bad as I could have been. I didn't end up with a lot of metabolic. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't gain a lot of weight, and you know, I say I didn't gain a lot, but you know, one eighty five was. Pretty damn heavy for me, um, so it. Uh, I, I think that helps, and I think there were other countries, New Zealand, and that were slightly behind us in this. I think they've all caught up now. Um, and oh and yeah, can, there's plenty of obese people in New Zealand now. So yeah, you can see it in the statistics. Most of those countries have all caught up, and and anybody eating their standard diets in any country right now. 
now are usually fat and sick. Yeah. Yeah, well, like when I'm at home and my wife will say, what do you want for dinner? And I say, oh, we could do steak or chicken or pork chops or whatever. Well, what do you want with it? And I'll say, oh, and she say, oh, potatoes. And say, yeah, I, I'm sort of trying to cut down a little bit on the potatoes, but I'll say, oh, vegetables. We we could have broccoli or beans. And she'll say, broccoli and beans don't go with that. Well, why not? It's a vegetable. I said, it goes with it as far as I'm concerned. Like we did, we had some chicken wings. And she says, what do you want with it? And I says, oh, broccoli and fried eggs would be good. What? <laughs> I said broccoli and fried eggs. And she says, that doesn't go with fried chicken. Be all right to me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. There you go. I, uh, exactly. So what else is on your mind today? We've got, oh, hey, I, I just, uh, I got I to gotta make a comment about this. Because a lot of the longtime tribe members know um, Lisa was the call screener on this show for years and years and years. Till we got the new yep. contract, and then part of the whole thing was Sirius wanted more control over that part of it, so they assigned me producers and call screeners, and we used to do that ourselves. Um, and you know, I really liked that. Although I do remember things like this. So here's what was typed in. Since you wanted to talk about how long your shirts last, here's here's the yep. note I get now from my call screener: Don't compare yourself. Your shirts are disposable after one use. That's like a joke around here. I put on a shirt, and within three hours, I'm going to stain it. It happens every time. Well, just because it's got a stain on it doesn't mean it's wore out. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I say, but Lisa doesn't like when I walk around with stains all over my shirt. Um, and I, yeah. So, I, you know, I have shirts that last a long time, too, except they're all stained. So that's kind of the joke around here. And now I have to put up with those kind of comments from my call screener again. Now, if I can just get a pair of jean shorts that will last long. So I guess I work too hard, but when I wear holes in them, I should take them back and I say, oh, I don't like these fashion jeans. Can I get some ones without the holes in them? They'd probably give me my money back. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so. Right, I'm getting ready to unload here, so I'll All right. see you uh, later. Okay, yeah, thanks. Un unloading for you is a big deal, too, so we'll let you go. Those cars don't... Uh... Don't unload themselves. Let's go to, uh, what do I got going on here? Let's see. We're going to go to Georgia this time. Richard, your turn. Welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, man. It is so good to hear you on, on the radio again. Well, thank um, you. I got, a, I got a couple of things, uh, a couple of suggestions and, uh, uh, about the show and some on health, but First off, um, I, I can't remember what my subscription cost was for a Sirius XM, and I know you didn't tell everybody anybody to cancel their subscription, but since they canceled the main show that I listened to, I called them yesterday and canceled my subscription, and and I'm willing to make Chris even more mad to to give you my subscription that Sirius XM was charging me to to help better your show. So uh, I don't I don't see I don't see why you could just uh, those of us that canceled our subscription with SiriusXM, maybe maybe we can pay that forward back to you since you helped us out a lot. 
Yeah, and, and we certainly appreciate that thought. We've heard that from a lot of people. And, and, you know, here's just kind of big picture. A lot of this going forward is going to change. We're still working through a lot of it. We are going to have some sort of subscription, maybe even multiple levels. We do need to, to monetize this new network. Uh, for right now, right. The, the best way, there's two things everybody can do to support us right now while we're working through all of this, and we'll come up with a new model that I think people are really going to like. There's going to be a lot of value in it. For right now, support us in the store and our subscriptions yep. and our paid sites. Try, and obviously everybody yep. listening now is already doing that because that we're only yep. broadcasting these shows to the two tribes, by the way. Uh, healthy tribe right. and yeah. tribe. So, it, because we know we're going to be a little annoying and things aren't going to work perfect. So, we know if anybody's going to put up with us for, for you know, while we work through this, it's the tribe. So, thank you guys for that. Um, yep. it, support us through subscriptions in our store. And that will be fine. Sure right now. We're, we're we're okay. We did lose a ton of revenue overnight, but uh, that's all right. We we know how to how to fix that. Yep. So support us in the store subscriptions, and when we roll out our new options, I think you're going to find that there's going to be a lot of value there. Yep, and I, I do have subscriptions with you, so I'm I'm supporting you on that uh, on that as Thank well. You. Um, uh, another thing I, I wanted to comment on is um, I was watching your uh. Uh, oh, another thing about the show, I, I'm I love it with no commercials. Um, but Me I was too. watching your web, your I was watching your thing, uh, video that you got about the X3 bar, and I, I guess I'm in the same same predicament as you are as being short armed, because uh, you mentioned about whenever you're doing the presses that, uh, and I, I noticed that because whenever you go, whenever you contract the band back to you. Um, it's got, it, it gets kind of slack, so you can't come all the way back. So your arm right. is almost like extended. And I found a way to to oh, to to get away from that with the the presses and the the deadlifts. And that's um, whenever you fold the band around that little hook, instead of hooking it on that hook, just hook it directly onto the bar, and that wow. does give you enough. That gives you enough room so that whenever you come back. Your your uh, elbows, uh, your your I guess it'd be your forearms is almost level with your shoulder, so that gives you a little bit more tension oh, that way. Uh, nice. Yeah. I, my my yeah. solution was more complicated. I like yours. I actually ah. take, you know, how you double the band. Velcro. Yeah, I, I heard you talk about a, Velcro in it. <laughs> yeah, I would take a strap of Velcro and double it up, and then I would actually pinch off part of the band and wrap another Velcro strap around that to kind oh, of shorten wow. it up. And it works, but it's kind of complicated and I'm always messing with the straps. And one day I was doing it and I didn't, I must not have put it on right. And I was using the, the fourth band for chest presses. Uh -huh. And that thing has a lot of tension. And as I was pushing out my Velcro popped off and Broke, my yeah. slammed out straight and I, I thought I Ooh. busted both of my elbows it hurt so bad um, but the pain went away in about a minute so I, it was kind of a weird thing and then it didn't hurt at all so I'm going to try your oh, method wow. that sounds good yeah yeah work work, work smarter not harder Kevin <laughs> uh, one, right. one, good point <laughs> uh, one last thing um, I 
fell off my load. I pulled a flatbed, and I fell off my load uh, in between a load one time, and then I fell off the side of my trailer, hit the side of my trailer with my tailbone. Luckily, all three times I didn't I didn't damage my my tailbone at all. Um, so I've been going to the, and this is this was like ten ten years ago, twelve years ago. Um, I've been to the chiropractor, been X-rayed several times, and there's no damage to my my bones. And there's no damage to my vertebrae, so I don't have any bulging disc or anything else like that. But I, I would go to the chiropractor, and I would still hurt. And um, so I asked one of the chiropractors one time, I, and I asked him, I, I seen the x-ray, and he said, well, everything's fine. I said, well, do you think that this just might be a muscle issue, that I could just work it out and, and do that? He said, yeah, that's a possibility. So I started doing that, and it got better, but then uh, about six months ago it got really bad and, and I was in some chronic pain so I went to this chiropractor and he made it even worse so I just quit going to him and I was listening to a, a, a YouTube video where it wasn't Wim Hof but it was somebody else one of the other doctors but they was talking about cold it may have been Wim Hof talking about cold therapy heals the body absolutely so I, I, I don't I didn't do this because I I had to, I wanted to. I did this because I had to because we moved out of our house and we're living in a camper now. And the place where we're going, the camper that we got, the hot water heater don't work. So this whole winter, I had to take nothing but cold showers. Whoa! And my back, my back is feeling amazing. And I'm That's awesome. I can stay in the, I can stay in the shower for up to 15 minutes now. Nothing but purely cold water wow wow yeah you know if you watch um a lot of sports teams now um you see in all their training rooms they have the ice plunge baths oh yeah they use it a lot it really is excellent so you know here's the thing when we talk about pain and inflammation pain is inflammation now right when we're eating the standard American diet, we all know this. We experience it. Your pain almost never goes away. It feels like you're always right. dealing with, you know, sore joints and you wake up stiff and you don't feel good. And then when we clean up our diet, that tends to go away. We don't have that daily kind of pain. But pain is a good thing. Right. That's how our body repairs itself with inflammation. So when you do damage, that pain is telling you that your body is still trying to repair that damage. And if it goes on long, then obviously your body needs some help. And the cold therapy is, is a big help in that. So it, it sounds like right. you experienced exactly what we expected. Um, along with the cold therapy, your body started to heal that inflammation, and then the pain goes away. Yep. And I, I told my wife, and, and she's in she's in agreement with it, too, and I told her, uh, we're planning on moving to Missouri, and I told her that when we get to Missouri and, and get our place, um, whenever I get to our place, I'm probably just not going to have hot water to the shower. We're just going to continue taking cold showers since we're almost a year with nothing but cold water now, so our bodies are just about to get used to it. Wow. She, yeah. She's okay She's okay with that, so I, I, I'm loving it, man. That cold shower is good. There you go. But yeah, try try that try that work try that workout on that band. Just hook it directly to the bar, not the hook, and that'll give you a lot more tension on it. Will do. Sounds awesome. Uh, all right, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's grab another call. Let's go this time to 
South Dakota. Shauna, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Kevin. What's um, on your mind just today? Just a question on, well, I I don't drive. I own a couple trucks leased onto another uh, carrier. And my new 2022, uh, it's got a DD15 engine. And Detroit came back with a park brake idle speed increase. So these trucks used to idle at 550 RPMs that would have 50 pounds of oil pressure. They kicked it up to 880 RPMs. The oil pressure stays the same. And they're telling me it's to increase lubrication to the valve train to prevent adjustment screw wear during extended periods of idle. And I'm just concerned. I don't understand why Detroit would kick these up so high when all it's going to do is use more fuel. And, you know, of course, you never want to idle, but when I've got trucks where it's 20 below zero, they don't have a choice. Yeah, and this has always been the struggle I've had with idling, period, and I've gone back and forth on this. So, for example, let, let's forget your specific situation right now and just talk in general. You know, we were always told if you're going to idle for long periods of time, you should bump up the idle. Now, they used to allow us to do that on our own. You could either leave it at low idle or you could hit the, the button and bump up to higher idle. And their claim was that at the low idle, you're not generating enough heat, so you're going to build up more acid. It's not good for the emissions. So they wanted you to idle at a higher idle. But you're right. Of course, that's going to burn more fuel. So there's always that struggle. And I, I was actually saying for a while, look, I, I have gone through thousands of oil samples and I did a little survey. I asked people who, who I was tracking their oil samples, do you idle at high idle or low idle? And I had a pretty good mix of both. And I couldn't find any real differences in the oil samples. We weren't seeing the base drop quickly. So I, I kind of ruled out that 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 was necessary to bump up your idle. The one question mark, though, is emissions add a new layer to that. And I can't tell in an oil sample if we're doing harm to the emissions by idling at a lower um, speed. So I, I really, I'm kind of torn. I mean, I, I, I wish we didn't have to idle when we do, I would recommend go ahead and bumping it up. There, there's no maintenance downside to bumping up the idle. It's just a, it is a fuel cost thing. I get that. So well, my, and it's a my grumpy driver is, cost thing. Yeah, I know. My approach is because the truck is so loud and yeah. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, that's an issue. Uh, my approach is let's try to find other solutions to idling and, and minimize our idling. Do it if we really have to. But if we are going to idle, and now now let's come back to your specific situation. I'm thinking that non-emission trucks, if you want to idle at a low idle, go ahead. It's probably not going to hurt anything. Uh, emission trucks, I think we're better off bumping it up to a high idle, especially when it's cold outside, and that's probably why we're idling. In your case, though, the OEM has identified a very specific maintenance issue. They're making it sound like at low idle, that engine is not getting enough lubrication up top. That's a big... Well, they told start. me that... Yeah, the Freightliner told me that there's a new... In these 2022 Detroit, there's a new uh, electronic check valve, per se, that so the oil doesn't get to the top part of the engine. It just drains down into the pan. That's at a low idle. 
That's bad. So in your case, well, why would they do I, that? <laughs> well, it, it's I don't think they did it intentionally. I, I think that sometimes things designs and you know things don't always work in the real world the way they do on an engineering board. So it, it, it sounds to me like that, that this wasn't a good design. They've identified that now, and this is their short-term fix. And this is a fix I would listen to. If they're saying at low idle you are not getting enough lubrication up top, then you absolutely should, to, should only idle at high idle. Well, and we did have it upgraded, but, you know, because outright, they outright told us that we'd be liable for any uh, progressive damage that results in failure to complete the campaign. Yeah. So now, the other option is, you know, do you want to look at other possibilities for idling? Well, do I want to put on an APU or, you know, I just, I'm not a big fan of that just because it's another engine and the drivers don't like Me? listening to it. I'm the same way. I'm not a big fan of diesel-powered APUs. I am really, really starting to lean towards electrical uh, solutions to this. We're not quite there yet. It's not as good as I wish it was, and there aren't a lot of good turnkey solutions. So we're kind of MacGyvering things right now and hacking things together. And I, I think that's the future, though. And it's just a matter of, you know, when do you want to jump in and start playing around with that stuff? Sure. Well, hopefully I get to run into you at Matt's. Actually, I'm going to be joining uh, your friend, Mike, or Kevin Bickett. Uh, we actually bought the, an MD alignment uh, uh, oh, equipment, fancy. and we're doing mobile alignments in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And luckily, they said, come on down so we can bring my tech down there and hopefully learn some more from these guys because it's been great. So. Well, fantastic. That's awesome. Let's get you uh, a little bit of airtime. Come on, brag. Give everybody how do they find you, you know, get get, get the word out. Got it. Yep. And, yep. So well, tell I'd be them. happy to. And, yeah. Tell well, them. tell them. Okay. Well, it's S&B Transportation. Them? We're out of, yeah, S&B Transportation. We're out of Brandon, South Dakota, but we service a 50-mile radius, and we do this as Mike does it. We come to you. Um, eventually, I'll have some more room in the shop if you had to come, but right now we're doing everything mobile. Um, got a great technician that's studied really hard, and actually, I think he's one of Mike's success stories because that kid read every book, watched every video before we went in for training, and we've had nothing but compliments on people that have taken taken it to another alignment shop. Nothing's ever right, and one guy said, at first time ever, a truck was driving straight as an arrow, so... Awesome. We're excited to bring this technology and um, do uh, do exactly what Mike said. We're guaranteeing our work, which nobody else does. So you can give us a call. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook, Google, or my direct number is 605-582-3900. Okay. Now say that phone number one more time slowly because right now everybody's reaching for something to write with and now they <laughs> forgot. So do it again. Sure. It's S&B Transportation, and our phone number is 605-582-3900. Fantastic. Uh, congratulations, and uh, thanks. Yeah, look forward to seeing you at Mass, Kevin. Fantastic. We will see you there. Uh, it sounds to me like, uh, or it looks to me like now, I'm going to spend quite a bit of time at the Pittsburgh Power Booth. 
So uh, that will be the easiest place to find me. I probably will wander off once in a while to go out and uh, spend some time with some of our other partner companies as well. Um, but the Pittsburgh Power Booth is always an awesome place to kind of hang out. All right. So uh, we uh, – do I have – no, that's a terminated call. I'm still trying to learn the board here. I think I've gone through all the calls. Uh, I've got a couple things I could wrap this up with, but I could also take uh, a call or two if you want to jump in and join us right now. That number is 855 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. We'll leave that line open for another couple minutes, and if you want to jump in, uh, question, a comment, a topic, anything at all, um, you can join us. So again, kind of thinking out loud, we have a, a lot of decisions to make going forward. Um, the team has been swamped in a good way trying to get all this out and I, I have to thank the team they've done an amazing job in the background of of getting uh, technology switched over you know I, I I've said that we kind of had plan B already in the works we had about 75 percent of it and the reason we didn't have a turnkey solution just ready to go is we actually started building plan B man, it was almost eight years ago. And technology around this kind of stuff changes fast. So you have to be careful of getting locked into something and finding out there was a better solution. We, we fight with this every time we, we roll something new out. So the, the, it made more sense to leave a lot of the infrastructure in place, but not try to say, you know, here it is, turnkey ready to go. And it's a good thing we didn't because we we wouldn't have the solutions we're getting uh, built right now. So it, it will take us a little while, but um, I'm excited about it. We have a, a lot of potential, a lot of possibilities. We will probably throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks and what you like and what you don't like. So we are absolutely looking for feedback, lots of feedback. We will listen to it, understand that just because we get the feedback doesn't mean we can always do what everybody requested. But we're asking for feedback now because we have a lot more flexibility now. We control about 90% of our technology when we're done with this. We will have to depend on a couple of platforms, but we're, we're being very careful to pick uh, open source independent platforms. Uh, and then, of course, we will distribute out to traditional platforms. Um, we'll probably go back to using Facebook a lot for ads and maybe posting some things, shows and that kind of stuff. Um, we will continue to distribute out to platforms like Apple and uh, Spreaker and uh, Spotify and it, wherever. I mean, we'll work on that. But ultimately, we will also maintain control of as much of our technology as possible so that we, we, we would really like to cancel proof the show we've been through enough censorship over the last several years starting you know 
four years ago with our, our health information on uh, Google being censored. And then uh, Facebook and the other um, platforms jumping in and censoring. We want to make sure that the platforms we are depending on, like I say, we will distribute out to those because you still can pick up a lot of new listeners, uh, which has to be our number one goal right now. We are going to focus on the tribe. You are always our number one priority. Uh, but new listeners help us fund a lot of uh, big projects, and we have a lot of big projects in mind. So we, we will continue to be on those traditional platforms. We won't depend on those traditional platforms. We're going to build as much, um, a much of, as much of this technology out as we can. All right, so let's... Uh, grab another call. I'm going to go to Virginia this time. Kenny, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Good, good morning. Uh, your Lisa was checking on my NutriQ. Did she get the NutriQ pulled up? Uh, she hasn't sent it over to me yet. Um, I just got a message. She's working on it for me. I was going to go look for it myself, but I can talk to you while she goes. It's nice to have a call screener I can work with again. Um, yeah, go ahead and let's get started on the call, and, and she'll get that to me. All right. Well, I've been uh, – uh, I, I did the AIP um, diet way back first of last year, and – and prior to that, my uh, digestion was working really good. But after I started the AIP diet, I just got constipated, and I called and checked with you a couple times, and you said it would work itself out. And I have just struggled off and on ever since. I just can't get things to work through like they should. And just curious what in the world I need to do. I tried to up my fat level. I've I've actually started taking extra magnesium. Um, I looked on uh, the Internet, and it said magnesium oxide is um, really good, so I'm doing that some, and it, it helps, but need. I don't want to have to take pills the rest of my life just to get my digestion to work better. No, and we don't want you to, uh, and it's not necessary. The one thing we found about digestion, if we work hard enough at it, we can improve it, and it sticks if we do it right. Um, I'm looking at the NutriQ. Lisa got it for me, and um, this is just recently. Have you ever done a NutriQ before, or is this your first one? No, I've did several. Uh, let me see if Lisa can give me the comparison then. Um I'd like to take a look at um, what what's changed over time. Based on what I'm seeing here now, um, it looks like your upper GI is in pretty good shape. I don't. You're obviously not experiencing anything like heartburn or indigestion or that kind of stuff, right? That's right. Uh, but it does look like we're seeing some issues around uh, liver gallbladder, a little more in small intestine, and then a little more than that in large intestine. Are you eating any fermented foods? Yeah, I eat uh, sauerkraut almost every day. Is it real fermented uh, sauerkraut? Yeah, it's what okay. I make at home. Got it. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not. And I tried doing. I tried tried doing some pickles. They, 
I think I fermented them too long. I, I did them about two weeks, and they're a little bit on the soft side, so I want to do some others. Yeah, and, let me uh, give I you a – go ahead. I did put a bay leaf in there, and that helped some, but I, I didn't realize – I heard one of the other callers call in and say that he, he done pickles too, but you had said maybe – maybe four or five days, and so I want to do some that's not nearly as long. Hopefully, they'll turn out better. Yeah, the the bay leaf, or there's a, a product called Pickle Crisp you can put in. That helps a lot. It's a little more of a chemical kind of thing, nothing major. Um, that can work. And I do go for a shorter fermentation time because no matter what you put in there, if you ferment them too long, they get soft. I actually like to stop the fermentation when they're actually too crisp and then put them in the refrigerator because they'll continue uh, to soften up over time. So less fermentation, then throw them in the refrigerator, and I think you'll like that crunch more because I I don't like my pickles when they start to go soft. I have some that I fermented from last year's garden still, and they're still pretty decent, but I, I... I fermented one of those batches for only about 36 hours and then put it in the refrigerator. So I had like multiple jars. One was pretty close to the way I wanted it right now. One was, you know, not as fermented as much. And then I had one big jar that I barely fermented, put it in the refrigerator. And over all this time, those are just about perfect now. Okay. Uh, okay, Lisa okay. got me the comparison. Ooh, 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 okay. Um, so I'm going to need to dig digger and uh, dig deeper into your NutriQ because your original NutriQ on large intestine, you were really, it was a high priority, and it's come way, way down. Small intestine actually got a little worse, and liver gallbladder actually got worse. And liver gallbladder is probably where we're going to need to focus here. Um, you know what I would recommend? I would recommend doing a discovery call because I, I think we're just going to okay. need more time to dig a little deeper into each individual thing, what was really going wrong in the large intestine, what improved so much. Uh, so we can really kind of target in and – just say, look, here's the problem. Here's what we need to do to fix it. Instead of on the air here, when I don't have a lot of time or a lot of details, I tend to take the shotgun approach, which we tried that once already, and it didn't really work. So I think yeah, we're just going to dig deeper here. Yeah, they said uh, I was trying to find out how to get logged into the the, the dashboard, and, and someone said I should do a discovery call, and I thought, well. First, I'd like to see what your thoughts are, and then I'll I'll proceed there if that's necessary. So I will schedule a discovery call and go from there. Yeah, like I said, you, you called once. I tried the shotgun approach, and we didn't really get any results. So I think we're going to have to dig deeper. Okay. Very well. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Appreciate you're, everything you do. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Uh, let's uh, Let's grab another one. Let's go to... Zanesville, Ohio. John, I should be uh, heading through that area here in the next couple of days. What's on your mind today? Oh, hold on. Maybe I didn't get him on there. There we go. There we go, John. Go ahead. Sure. Glad to hear you back on the the radio. 
Well, thank you. I just wanted to thank you for everything you've done for me and my brother. I've lost 75 pounds. My brother has lost 100. Wow. And he's he's diabetic, but he's really, uh, you know, pretty much got it under control. Awesome. Congratulations to both of you. (laughs) Yeah. It really works, you know. It does. Yep. So, um, on your motorhome, what brand is it? It is a country coach. Country coach. Okay. If you know, I'm looking at buying another one, a diesel. I've got a gas now. Okay. Is there any any certain motor that we ought to look for in those? Yeah. What uh, what size are you looking at? So you really about, don't. About a forty footer. Okay, so in a lot of the 40-footers, you're probably going to come across a lot of the smaller uh, displacement engines. Usually, yeah. we don't go to the, you know, 13 and 15 liters till you get up to the 45-foot tandems. Um, I've got yeah. a C13 in this one. I'm not mm-hmm. nearly as familiar. Uh, you're going to see a lot of like ISX Cummins, ISM, not ISX, I'm sorry, ISM, um, and some of the smaller Cummins is going to be the most common engine you're going to run across. And I'm just not as familiar with those. Okay. I was just wondering, you know, both, I've got two brothers, both of them's over the road truck drivers. I drove for seven years, and, you know, back in the day, everything was Cummins, and I was wondering, you know, you talk about issues with uh, some of the newer Cummins motors. I didn't know whether well, there's issues you, in you, these motorhomes. Yeah, there there is, but again, I was talking more about the ISX, the 15-liter ISX. For example, yeah. on a country coach, the uh-huh. C13 Cat is like the lowest-priced option. Then they go to yeah. the ISX Cummins, which is an upgrade. Then they go to the Signature 600 ISX Cummins, which is another upgrade. And they were shocked at Country Coach when I walked in and said, don't show me anything with the Cummins. And they're like, well, well, no, that's our upgrade. And I'm like, I I don't care what you call it. I take calls every day, and I hear nothing but problems with that engine. I said, I'd rather have the Acer technology. uh, I'd rather have the CAT. Um, Mm -hmm. And they were shocked because everybody wants the Cummins. But here's, here's another funny story. So we're looking at our, you know, uh, this coach, the one we were getting ready to buy, we hadn't quite made up our mind yet. And he said, uh-huh. can I just show you one coach? He said, after hearing what you want, what you're going to do with it, he says, I think you're just going to love this coach. And it was a newer, um, and it was kind of like their premier coach they had in at the time. And we went and looked at it, and it had the Signature 600. And they wanted quite a bit more for this coach. And I said, you know what, I, I just – I don't think I can do it. I said, I just don't want to take that much risk on this engine when I see all kinds of problems. And, the, you know, the sales guy kept, and I was actually working with the owner of the place, and he, he said, oh, well, you know, let me show you this, and let me show you that. When he finally realized he was never going to sell me on that Cummins, you know what he told me? <laughs> that, coach, no. that coach had 22,000 miles on it. They had already replaced the entire engine. 
Oh my God. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a real pain. I can't even imagine the cost of putting a new Signature 600 into a coach. The work oh. is incredible. That engine is outrageously expensive. And and I said, look, that's exactly why I don't want one. And he said, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> so yours has got a cat in it. Mine's got a C13 cat, yeah. Okay. So what what chassis do you like? Well, I am a big fan of the Country Coach. I I really love everything about this. They build their own chassis, and I really like the design. I I like everything about these. Now, here's where they kind of fall. If you're looking at, you know, big 45-foot tandems, you've got Mm -hmm. the super premium, almost always built on like a Prevost chassis. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got Marathon and some others. Those are, are... you can't even touch those things used anymore for a million dollars. It's just insane, yeah. the cost of those. Yes. Um, actually, Country Coach did build a couple of their models. They're super premium on a Prevo chassis. Um, I've looked wow. at, at, you know, if I can find a, a good deal on one used, I, you know, thought about upgrading. But honestly, the more I looked at them, the more I didn't like them. They end up putting the generator in the side instead of in the front, and it wipes out a bunch of your side storage. Where my generator, um, I have a button I press, and the whole front end of the coach slides out, and the generator's yeah. right there. So you know, it's not running back here by your bedroom. You can't even hear it when at night if you sleep. I've been on the road this time. I've been using the generator a lot because I haven't been staying in RV parks, and I don't even sure. hear it back there. Uh, so that's yeah. really nice. And it doesn't wipe out space in my side boxes because I need all that storage. So mm-hmm. I, I, the more I looked at it, the more I thought, no, I'll just stick with the one I have. Country Coach yeah. is, is what we would call second tier. And there yeah. aren't many second tier coach builders. So you can get a lot of the higher-end features, and honestly, Country Coach was probably 40 or 50% less expensive than, you know, something built on a Prevo. Uh, the problem with Country Coach is they built their last coach in 2010. So yeah. all you can find are, are used, which is fine for me because I can't imagine ever buying one of these things new. They lose so no. much ridiculous amounts of value. <laughs> So well, you know, other, I want something kind of pre-deaf. Yeah. Uh, other, if I were to go back to about a 40, I think we had a 42-foot discovery that I really liked. And you you had some fairly decent uh, – I ended up with an ISM. I think it was an ISM Cummins in that one. Um I think, what was that, the 7.3 liter, I think. It was underpowered. They make up for it with gearing, and and it wasn't bad. Um, And we're talking a totally different price range um, when you go back to that. Much, much more affordable. You can find something that's been taken well care of, is pre-emission. But I I would look at uh, Discovery. Who makes that? Why can't I think of the – who makes that? Probably Fleetwood, isn't it? That is a Fleetwood, yep. That's exactly Fleetwood, right. Yeah. yeah, I've been kind I, of looking at the Newmar. I got a buddy that's got a forty-five foot Newmar, and he he loves that thing. Yeah, that's a nice chassis. I've had a lot of I've talked to a lot of people with Newmars that like them. Mm-hmm. So, well, 
You're co- you going to be coming through Zanesville? Uh, yeah, heading that way. I'm going to end up splitting off of the convoy in the next couple of days. Um, yeah. For a couple of reasons. I think when they get to D.C., I'm a little worried about what might happen. Um, oh, yeah. If this thing keeps growing and the the media is totally ignoring it. I, I'm sure some of it is because of Russia, Ukraine. I get that. But yeah. they it, it's almost like the media is going out of their way to make it sound like it's not successful. Like I do find a couple of reports, but they're almost always, well, well, this group fizzled out or here's a video and we only saw seven trucks and so it's not like they're just ignoring it. They're almost like going out of their way to discount it. And I keep seeing yeah. more and more groups popping up. And I'm just wondering if we could end up with a really big shock here in the next week that all of a sudden there's an awful lot of people and trucks and convoys in D.C. And at the moment, as much as I'd love to be there right in the middle of it, that would not yeah. be a good idea for me. If I get stuck in something <laughs> no, like that or, I don't you know, think so. <laughs> I, I could end up in jail and nobody would know where I was. And right <laughs> now, that wouldn't be good for us. When we were nice and stable, if that happened, I probably wouldn't have sweated it too much. But right now, yeah. not a good time. So I, I'm going to split off. Uh, I'm going to head to um, northeast Ohio where my family is and see yeah. them for a little bit. And then I'm going to uh, head over to Pittsburgh Power. And uh, I might as as well make this announcement now. I talked to Bruce about it this morning. Um, I will probably spend quite a bit of time parked at Pittsburgh Power between now and the time I head to Louisville. You know, I don't drive anymore, but I really enjoy on Tuesdays and yesterday when you had Bruce on there. That man is a (laughs) – he's great. Yeah. He knows everything. He, he, and and, I, and I can tell you. When our buddy got on there, oh, yeah. when our buddy got on there and tried to mess with him, he's messing with the wrong guy. Uh, yeah, um, Bruce is not nearly as tolerant of that kind of stuff as I am. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, Bruce obviously a wealth of knowledge, but Pete is yes. just amazing with uh, so many things. And now Ethan and their engineering department—it's it, why it's yeah. such an important partnership for us. So I, I'm going to go hang out at their place for a while. Well, that's why I thought if I get a diesel motorhome, I'm going to call him up and see if there's anything he can do to it to try to get some more, you know, you know, economy uh, and. A lot of people don't realize how knowledgeable Bruce is on uh, RV platforms. But first of all, he, he understands yeah. the engines, obviously. But there was a oh, time yeah. where, you know, if you've heard us talk about Bruce's truck, his T600, um, I borrowed yeah. it for a while, pulled our trailer. He built mm-hmm. that to pull an RV. He had a lift on mm-hmm. the back of it for a Harley and a little Harley garage. It was really cool. And he pulled a long fifth wheel and then a trailer behind the fifth wheel and i forget he was like 86 feet long um and yeah. he traveled around to a lot of rv shows and did rv seminars and and repairs and and a lot of that stuff so he's really familiar with that whole industry yeah that's cool i actually bought the uh additive i run my Kubota tractor and I've got a couple old cars that I put it in, and 
This stuff's amazing. I, I'm, I, you know, it took me a long time to really be able to do a good test on it, but I'm pretty impressed. It really seems to be cleaning up some things on the C13. Yep. So, well, Kevin, good talking to you. Have a safe trip, and we sure enjoy listening to you. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll remember to um, to honk and wave as I come through Zanesville. I, like I say, I think I'll be coming through that area here in the next couple of days. And I, none of my travel is, is, you know, set in stone right now, really kind of playing it by ear. And my thought on the convoy is if, if something does happen in D.C. and it's, it's good and it's positive, and um, if I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm what am I, four or five hours in D.C.? It's not far. It's not far. Um, so I think that's the plan now. I'm going to hang out with uh, with my family a little bit, hang out at Pittsburgh Power. I have a lot of work to do. That's the other challenge for me right now, traveling with the convoy. Every day I travel with them, I'm wiped out. Uh, by the time I get up in the morning, get ready and go, traveling with the convoy is rough. You're going slow. You're going fast. It's... it's uh, a lot of adrenaline. I, I really enjoy it, but I, I just can't afford the time right now. I got to get too much done. So, speaking of which, I am going to um, wrap this up and we will see you back here again tomorrow. So, again, this is the unofficial soft launch of Trucking Business and Beyond. It is going to be a weekday show now. We will launch as often as possible if we're a little late now and then. Um, bear with us for a while. But the plan is to just make this a live, everyday show, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern. Scheduled for an hour, but we're very, very flexible. We'll play it by ear every day and see how things go. And um, just know that everything we're doing is going to get even better. If you're happy with this, that's awesome. Um, we have lots of big plans to make this easier for everybody, better for everybody, give you lots of flexibility. You'll be able to subscribe to the shows you want, ignore the shows you don't, and you'll be able to listen any time where you're... Now, that may be a subscription to be able to do that, but we want to make sure you have access to every show forever. They won't expire. Go back and listen whenever you want. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap this up. I've got a lot to get done today. Uh, I need to get back out on the road, and I need to work on a lot of this technology. I'm excited. I will tell you that uh, I'm not sleeping very much. I'm not sleeping very well. I think too much adrenaline. My mind's going 100 miles an hour. So I'm just going to have to buckle down and, and get through it. But we're excited. We will... Uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow. John and Joel will be joining me for our new show. Let me make sure I get that name right. Trucking Technology and Efficiency. I love it. Um, we'll give you some ideas on uh, where we're heading with some of that as well. So we will see you then. Come on over and I, I'm preaching to the choir here. You're already all members. Uh, come on over to Trucking Tribe and HealthyTribe.com and post. Let's get some activity going in there. Let's get some conversation going. Both sites have been growing like crazy, but I think a lot of the new members are kind of holding back. So if you see a new member, welcome them in. 
Um, let's get some good conversation going over on both of those two sites. We'll we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. I know I've slacked off a little bit on answering questions in there. Uh, bear with me. I'll get back to that. And uh, also, I would love to be able to answer everybody's private message individually, and I, I'm trying. But uh, if I don't get back to you, let me say right now, I appreciate every comment, every message where you've reached out to me. It really means a lot to me and the team. Um, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.